0: Hi everyone, how's your day? I am Shaina Sebenecio, your host and welcome to our podcast. So for today, I guess you've already heard about Tuesdays with Mori that is written by Mitch Albom. Well, that would be a great topic in today's podcast. But this podcast wouldn't be complete without our experts that will guide us in answering some questions. So come on guys, introduce yourselves to the audience.
1: Hello everyone, for those who don't know, my name is Micah Astor.
2: And I'm Enrique Cabalza and we are the experts in this podcast.
0: So hi everyone, welcome. As we all know, we are doing this podcast in our own house. So I just want to ask, how's your quarantine going on?
1: At first it was quite an adjustment, especially not being able to go out and hang out with my friends. Despite what's happening, I took this opportunity to self-reflect and enjoy some time with myself.
2: So far, I'm doing good, but I really hope this situation ends as soon as possible.
1: That's
0: good to hear. And based on what you've heard earlier from our show's intro, our topic for today is about Mitch Album's Tuesdays with Mori. Based on the title, what do you think is the content of this book?
2: At first, I thought it was just a normal book about friends but it really taught me a lot
1: every tuesday there's a different topic that consists consists of life lessons that i'm sure we can all learn from
0: it's so nice to hear answers from our experts right so i would like to ask you our first question what was your first impression of mitch album
1: for me mitch is the type who favors his work to the point where he forgot to keep in touch with the important people. Morrie, for example, he is the type of person who is quiet but is able to observe the little details and he may not be able to express it in words but you can see it from his actions.
2: Um, Mitch is a man with a decent heart who has sacrificed his aspirations to dreams of material riches and professional achievement. become a musician.
0: I didn't know that, huh? What about the professor, Maurice Rich?
2: Maurice suffers from ALS, a crippling and curable disease that devastates his body. He is Mitch's favorite professor from Brandeis University and the subject of the novel.
1: For me, Maurice is a person full of positivity that even in the lowest point of your life you will never give up and continue to look forward to good things
0: Yes, those are true Then what is your own interpretation of the book's theme?
1: The theme centers around many aspects of life like love, marriage, forgiveness, and acceptance or gives us a message about what individual should take on
2: The key piece the- Theme of Maury's Tuesday is how embracing one's own death will help one realize what really matters in life and live more meaningfully
0: did the both of you finish reading the whole book
2: yes
1: yes
0: good to hear that upon reading the book what can you say about each person's character development
1: um, as every Tuesday passes Mitch learned learns more from Mori just like sociology class back in college. I envy Mitch because he has a mentoring figure like Mori and I feel like I can learn more if I was in his shoes.
2: Um, as he learns Mori's lessons, Mitch changes. He becomes more reflective, appreciative, and kind. How he sees success and the importance of the time he has is one of the greatest changes in Mitch. Through the lessons, Maury teaches him, and he learns to be a more open and loving person.
0: Well, the both of you have a point. Now, I would like to know more about you personally. We all know that the book have a lot of characters, but can you choose one of them that you can relate the most and why? I would like to hear from Mr. Kabalsa first.
2: I can relate a lot too much. He wasn't the greatest person from the beginning. But he learns a lot as the story goes on since i am not a great person i can relate to this and i myself want to try to become a better person
0: go ahead miss castor
1: i feel like i can relate more with mitch too because i still have a long way to go just by reading the book i have learned many life lessons and i'm very thankful for marie while reading the book it felt like I can relate to most of the topic. That's why I self-reflected all my actions.
0: So, the both of you relate to the author of the book, Great Choices. As we all know, the both of you gave your first impression on the book, on both of you are of our main character. But I would like to ask you if, the, if as the book went on, did your impression of Mitch change? If yes, in what way?
1: Yes. Even though a slow progress and development, I feel like Maury's impact can lead him to be a better person and that he can apply all of Maury's lessons in his life and today, he is one of the most successful authors.
2: Yeah, it did. And I figured that for the whole story, he would remain like that. But that didn't happen. Slowly but gradually, he became a better person.
0: If you were in Morris' shoes, what advice would you give to Mitch?
2: I wouldn't really know what to say if I were in his shoes. I would just tell him to become a better person overall.
1: For me, the same advice I would give to Mitch is an advice I would also apply to myself. It is to always be thankful for the people that help us in our dark times and never forget to keep in touch with them by staying by their side, too, during their sad times.
0: We all know that there are 14 Tuesdays in the book. Out of them, which session did you relate the most and why?
1: I like the part where they talk about culture. Today, we have so many norms that people feel obligated to follow them, starting with the stereotypes or the beauty standards. These are the factors as to why there's no self-acceptance. Because society tells us how we should act, what our mindset is supposed to be, or how we should look like. People can't see what they are truly capable of. They can't be themselves because of these stereotypes. I myself can relate to this because I get easily swayed and being unable to do things my own way. But I'm thankful for the people who accept me as who I am people where I can be myself, and as I grow, I learn to accept myself more.
2: For me, I can relate to the seventh session, in which the fear of aging was addressed, since I am terrified of aging or dying all in all, which is why I really relate to this session.
0: Who do you think got more out of their Tuesday sessions, Mitch or Mori?
2: I I assume that Mitch got something out of their talks because he was able to re- evaluate his own life during his time with Mori and come to a new understanding of the most important things. That is to say, he knew that life was something more than working.
1: Mm-hmm. In this story, Mori is more of like a mentoring figure. Meanwhile, Mitch is like a student. Like all of us, Mori has also learned many things throughout his journey in life, and he is able to share them with Mitch.
0: What does Mori mean by the statement statement, love or perish?
1: Mm -hmm. As the saying goes, no man is an island. Without love, we live with nothing. We all have people that we love. It may be a family member or a friend. Those people know us better. They know when to be there for us, or they know what can make us happy. And I think it's the best feeling when someone understands you in times when you need comfort and understanding. Besides developing relationships with the most important people in your life, self-love is a must. Being able to accept your flaws or embrace yourself gives you the reason not to believe what other people may say about you. We all are unique in our own ways, and we live so that we can appreciate and love each other, not bringing others down. Even in our career or education, our emotions can affect our performance in our job or projects. When we feel unmotivated, we don't give our best. When working on a job, sometimes you feel like it's being repetitive. Yes, you may feel like every day is just the same, but it really is up to you to make a difference because it is your own life it's all about taking risk doing what you really love because love gives us motivation when we feel motivated the result shows the best of us
2: for me maury teaches in all of his 14 tuesday lessons that love is the nature of every person and of every relationship and that As Auden says, to live without love is to live with no means of survival.
0: You have great answers. So what does detachment mean to Mori and how does he use it to cope with his disease?
2: In these terrifying moments, Mori does not want to die in terror or in pain and detaches himself so that he may recognize his life, life's impermanence and embrace his death which he knows may come at any moment.
1: Mm. Mari's theory of detachment is based on a Buddhist principle. It says that one should not cling to things because everything is not permanent. This is true because when we die, everything we own, everyone we love, we have to let go of them. Detaching yourself from them and accepting the fact that death is already knocking at your door. We have to detach because the more we get attached to something or someone, the more it gets hard for us to let go. When something is gone, it makes us feel empty. Detaching doesn't mean forgetting. This can be a part of memory we can always look back to.
0: So, earlier, I asked for that one session that you can relate the most. Now, I'll be asking for your top 3 sessions wherein you've gained some lesson the most and then let's talk about it. I would like to ask Ms. Castor first.
1: Well, one of my favorite topics was them talking about culture.
0: If I'm not mistaken, this was the topic you've mentioned earlier,
1: right? Yes, as I have previously mentioned, We all have stereotypes that we feel obliged to follow. I get affected with jokes regarding my appearance even though that was not their intention because I have low self-confidence and I fear what others might think of me because of beauty standards. As Maris said, the culture tells us how we should think or act. But I think it's best if we should be ourselves, do things our own way we are so afraid to state our opinions because of the possible backlash we might face. But it wouldn't do us any better if we don't try and constantly hide in fear.
0: Yes, I totally agree with you, Miss Castor. Things would be so complicated and hard for you when you do things based on what others want. The greatest lesson on that Tuesday is that do things that you want and make you happy. As long as you're not, you're not hurting anyone, it's okay. How about your second topic, Miss Castor?
1: Second one was them talking about death. It's true that death can come at any moment. We just continuously neglect that thought. It's probably one of the reasons why people are afraid of it when in reality we shouldn't be because it's part of being a mortal. People are afraid of it because of the things and people they had to let go. If people change their mindset they would make the most of their life every day, being able to showcase your talent before you die or spend more time being happy. Then after that, people will embrace that because for them, after doing what they want, comes peace.
0: Yes, that is true. That should not be the fear of the most of us. We knew that we've been, if we knew that we are done already with our missions, one of theme being happy for yourself and making others happy too. How about your last topic, Miss Castor?
1: This leads us to the final topic I liked. Love. Even after death, there's still love. Like Maury said, death ends a life, not relationships. Even after that, there's still connection with that person. Even without their presence, you feel like you can still go on with life because of that person because you know that up there, they are cheering for you. In times of sadness, there they are, hugging your fragile state even though you can feel it. In times of happiness, they are happy because even though they are not there, you manage to smile. That person's presence might be permanently gone, but nothing will change in your bond.
0: Great answer. Again, that's true. Personally, I've already experienced losing a loved one. At first, yes, it is hard in terms of adjustments, especially when he or she is really close to you. But at the end of the day, I realized that I shouldn't be that sad. Yes, he or she isn't with you physically like that, like what Ms. Custer said, but have said that they are with you no matter what happens emotionally, they are helping you without you seeing it. How about Mr. Cabalsa? what are the topics you like the most?
2: First is the first session in which they talked about the world. Mitch and Maury had meet frequently on Tuesday, even in college, often to discuss Mitch, Mitch's thesis, which Mitch says he wrote at Maury's suggestions. Maury informs Mitch that how to give out love is the most important thing to learn in life, how to make it come, and Maury's states, that's, that he knows has an empathy for all the people he is hurting, including the people he reads in the papers, such as the civilian victims of the Bosnian war. He now cries even for people he has never met before. He admits all the time that he cries, but Mitch never cries, but says that since college days, Maury has been trying to get him to. How
0: about your second topic?
2: second is the third session, in which they address regrets again. Mitch arrives with bags of food the following Tuesday. He took a tape recorder with him this time too. Mitch feels at first that the tape recorder is intrusive and worries that Maury will be unhappy with it. But Maury welcomes it and maintains that Mitch wants his story to be understood by him. Mitch admits that Using tape recorder is also an effort to catch Maury's after his death remain.
0: I also like that topic. How about your last topic?
2: Last is the fourth session in which they talked about this. Maury tells Mitch that everyone knows that they're going to die eventually, but nobody really believes it. Mitch notices that this Tuesday, as he scribbles note in and his and is now in now rifle, in the cypherable writings. mori is in a business-like mood the newspaper strikes continue in detroit and mitch remains out of work mori is now very reliant on a breathing oxygen system how can one be prepared to die mitch asks him mori answers with a buddhist theory that one has to ask the bird on shoulder every day if that day is the day that he is going to die Mori adopts ideals and parables from several different religions. Mori was born into Judaism, identified by Mitch as a social but became agnostic during his teen years. Mori answered that before his illness. He did not think much of death. In fact, he had once promised to a friend that he would be the healthiest old man his friend had ever met.
0: I guess the three of us really like that session wherein they talk they talk about death. So, for our last question in today's podcast, I would like to ask you guys, overall, after finishing the book, what was the main lesson you've learned from it?
1: For me, it is to make the most of our life before death comes. I wouldn't want to die with regrets because of constant fear of what-ifs. I want a peaceful death, the feeling of accomplishing everything, and then taking a rest after.
2: Mori taught us all the practice of reconciliation in the Nordland. Not just to others, but to himself too. We may regret the things we've done in the past, but it's not all beyond our power. Not letting go of it won't change anything, but there might be a better vision for the future.
0: for your great answers experts and also I would like to thank our listeners for tuning in to our first episode again this is me Shana Sabanesha and don't forget to stay tuned for our next episode bye